Okay, we're we're recording. <laughs> All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm Steph. And I'm KB. And, and we, we are Activate Podcast. We are two Jesus-loving mamas who may cuss a little. This podcast is our passion. Get ready to tag along through the ups and downs of our crazy lives. We're going to bring you guests that will inspire and encourage you to grow in your health and in your faith. We will talk about parenting, relationships, fitness, and nutrition. We will bring you the latest fashion tips and share all of our favorite things. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you some laughs and relatable, inspiring content that will encourage you to activate your life. Check, check. How are you waiting for? <laughs> hey. Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's going. It's chilly in here. It's chilly in here. Yeah. It's officially winter We're and both, I hate it. We have winter coats on in yeah. the studio. I almost need a parka and... But you don't have a hat on, which is weird. I know. My head's Didn't warm come today. prepared. <laughs> so it's because we have a guest. <laughs> it, I know. We have an I wanted to show guest. my... Kind of greasy hair (laughs) (laughs) and gray hair. Look, this is what happens when you're over 40. Oh, I'm getting finally going back. I'm going back to blonde. I've had enough. I don't know what all this is, but it's like, this is all gray. Look at that. That's terrible. You can't tell you when think it's you have wrinkles, Lord. Down. I, have all the, I know. I'm always like, oh, Lord. <laughs> can't do the slick back pony anymore. Oh, I love your slick back oh, pony, though. Oh, shoot. All right. So I'm super excited. We've been looking forward to this guest for a while now. Um, we have Christine Fox joining us in the studio, which is exciting because we rarely have guests yeah. all the way out here in the studio. <laughs> um, Christine is a social media fitness influencer with 214,000 followers. So jolly. So jealous so cute she's so cute look she's a health coach who has helped hundreds of women transform their health and their bodies she's co-owner of evolve athletics in sterling virginia and my favorite part is that she's a bold and courageous follower of christ who hit rock bottom but was able to put her pieces back together by the grace and mercy of a loving god so welcome christine thank you so happy you're here i'm glad to be here yes super fun Way out in the middle of nowhere. You guys are talking about um, gray hairs. I spotted a few. Actually, yeah, did I didn't. You? My mom did. Oh, are those I your was, first gray hairs? That was nice. Of her. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, and I didn't know if it was normal because um, <laughs> I'm 30. Okay, <laughs> I still think I'm like 15. Same. <laughs> yeah. And but my mom, she's like this short little Filipino yeah. cute lady, but has no filter and yeah. doesn't know when she's really a right, big obnoxious. Right. And she goes, "Oi." You're getting old. You had no babies. Look at your gray oh. hair. Oh my goodness! I love what it. a way to make you feel. Good. Yeah, and I was like, okay, hey, thanks. <laughs> this is happening. I feel like gray hairs are like it's literally like uh, when the planes hit the towers. Like I know where I was. I know what I was doing. It was like literally sticking straight up, and I could see it in the rearview mirror. I was on Liberia Avenue, and I was like, what? And I think I was about thirty. I was like, I was just turned thirty oh, years my old. Word. Yeah, and I was like, no, oh this God, can't be. so funny. And yeah, I didn't know if that was normal either. I'm like, is this premature? Because <laughs> no feels, one warns you for that, stuff. right? We need to write a book. Like, this will probably happen now. Like, comes from wisdom. <laughs> All I know is, like, when I was, like, 16 years old, we were camping, and my dad's friend was braiding my hair, and she's like, oh, my gosh, you have gray hair back here. And I was like, oh, because my dad was completely, like, <laughs> right. silver by, like, right. 30 and so I was like, oh, I'm for sure, but I'm doing well. I've well, only got a couple. Good for you. I have a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I have a lot. 
cut. I'm glad I have blonde <laughs> hair because usually when it's blonde, see, mid-pandemic, I had to make my hair dark on the top because I'm like, I can't keep going to this place. And so when I'm blonde, at least the grays kind of can be. Yeah. They blend in. They're like, oh, like no, is that gray it's, it's or, that or, really, or is that blonde? No, it's yeah, yeah. that really blonde <laughs> white piece. <laughs> yes, I can get away with it then. Love it. So I want to start by telling you telling us, um, I just want you to go back to the beginning because you're successful and confident and, you know, kind of have it all together from the outside right now. But it didn't start out that way. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. take us back to like 20 years old. What well, was happening? thank you for hyping me up. Yes. <laughs> Don't have it all together. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm here. Um, this is a very long story, so I'm going to try condensing it. But basically at 20 years old, I was dating a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, Step sounds two. familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so you can relate. Yes. <laughs> um, he was just as abusive as he was, like just emotionally and just doing nothing with his life other than selling mostly weed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I quickly became a huge pothead. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I was a cute little, you know, pothead. I mean, like I was it full cute. on, like I'm competitive. <laughs> I'm going to like, anyway. I can I'm gonna smoke, smoke way more blunt than you. I can smoke you. more than you, <laughs> basically. Uh, it's not something to brag about (laughs) but I was there and then um yeah like I just because I was always so high (laughs) I stopped going to school (laughs) I I mean this is this is true I just stopped going to school um stopped going to my parents house Mm -hmm. uh stopped going to my job eventually I I told you previously I lost my car honestly (laughs) to god no idea what happened to it still doesn't know (laughs) me and my brother were talking recently of all the cars we had and I was like wait what happened to that one beat up red I had? And I was like, oh, yeah, I was high all the time. I have no idea. Maybe it's in a ditch somewhere. Like, she literally yeah. lost it. Like, dude, I it's, lost my car. Like, dude, she I lost actually my car. lost her car oh, and never wow. found I, it. I mean, I don't That's, know. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. Um, he probably sold it. <laughs> I was probably too high to know. <laughs> you probably gave him permission. Yeah. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And um, I was, you know, at the time dating this emotionally abusive kind of like physical, not full. And that's another boyfriend. Yeah. Um, but he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. And we just um, broke up to make up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just this toxic, vicious cycle of me having no purpose, no vision, just going day to day, living in a state of blur and just eating all of the food. Because mm. um, prior to that, I also struggled with eating disorders like bulimia. And if you know the sister to that, it's binge eating. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very easy to tap into that, especially when you're high and you have no yeah. purpose. So you have feel like munchies. crap. So it's yeah. just a cycle of just... <laughs> Um, toxicity really. Yeah. So I'm five two. I remember the day I got on the scale and uh it said I think one fifty five or almost one sixty. Mm-hmm. Which is totally fine weight, but you know, being that short and that being the heaviest and it being as a result of me having a lot of poor habits. Bad habits. Yeah. That's when I realized like, oh, I need to get together. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop smoking weed, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm just going to start a little, a little together. Yeah. So, Baby steps. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to go to the gym. So he would go to the gym. So I started going with him and we went to Lifetime Fitness mm-hmm. in Sterling, Virginia. Please don't stalk me, anyone. <laughs> um, yeah. But I remember getting on the treadmill and I was high at the time. Um, Sounds like a bad combination. I used to it, be able to do everything. on. Honestly, weed. it did help me. But in this moment, it didn't because um, <laughs> I was jogging for 10 minutes. Okay. And I was like, that was a good workout. I'm done. So I hit stop. But right before I hit stop, I looked at the clock. It had been two minutes. Oh, no. I literally got off the treadmill and I said to myself, this fitness stuff is not for me. I'm leaving. Yeah. 
so I left. Hilarious. But I went. Cardio stinks unless you're spinning. <laughs> also, like backstory, my dad was this um, special forces mar- marine. Mm bad dude and he raised me being really mentally tough and i used to go on runs with him but he just pushed me a little too hard with a backpack full of rocks (laughs) oh my gosh so So running has like you have like running ptsd i did for a while i did break it but he still did build me up to be really mentally strong but there was just that connection that one little thing that i had to choose to tap back into um that mental strength that he taught me which again i eventually did but the next day i got on the lift to call um you know we started there and eventually I I ended things with him because I came to a humbling moment of in my bedroom Mm -hmm. with God crying out and I was like why do I have no purpose why do I not want anything in life like I know I'm meant for more I know I'm meant to impact people Mm -hmm. I just don't know what I'm really doing Mm -hmm. and that's a very young age to get to that by the way so that's awesome it is it took us way longer yeah (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I remember like at six years old being in my bedroom. I've, I think I've just always been a very, I don't know, really in tune person mm-hmm. or aware. And at six, I was just like praying to God that one day he would give me like wisdom mm. or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, in my bedroom, in that moment, he showed me, I feel at least, why I was the way I was and I saw myself just in so much pain it was almost like a vision and Mm. I saw a lot of people in my life that had hurt me Mm. that I had so much anger towards Mm -hmm. and because of that I felt like he was saying because you hold on to anger you can't move forward Mm, you're stuck Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's when I realized I was using marijuana and smoking all day long every day to cope yeah um numb out yeah Mm -hmm. and so I ditched the marijuana eventually, mm-hmm. got a job, got a car. <laughs> I know what happened to this one. Um, and it was a receptionist at a um, trash company. And I started getting more and more into fitness. And eventually I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to become a server, make more money. I want to try getting into this Instagram, social media thing because I see all these fitness yeah. influencers who only show their backside in a very seductive way right. and boo boo that's you you do yeah, you. Yeah. but i was like i don't want to motivate the yeah. married unhappy dude late at night right yeah. when his wife's asleep i want to motivate Women. the overweight chick that's struggling with her self-esteem to get into fitness and to transform her body and hopefully that would be a trigger to be more confident mm-hmm. um and that's what i thought then yeah but after years i realized confidence doesn't come from the external mm-hmm. um side of yourself it comes from the internal it's really going on and how you view your self-worth and i believe that can only be found through god and mm-hmm. him yeah. showing you how to really get there so it's been this 10-year journey eventually became a server left that became a trainer all while doing this um i'm doing fitness competitions excelling in them mm-hmm. the reason being was because i was severely under eating mm-hmm. doing an hour two hours of cardio day mm-hmm. i'm not saying like cardio walking i mean cardio like hard yeah. cardio. hard cardio yep on top of that i'm doing 45 minutes of weight training a day and i'm just killing my body my hormones i get breast yeah. implants just because when you do fitness competitions yeah. the judges want to see um an hourglass physique mm-hmm. strong glutes boobies mm-hmm. <laughs> um, strong shoulders all that and I really wanted to excel in fitness competitions and eventually get onto the most prestigious stage in the world which is Olympia mm. so I'm chasing that I'm posting on social media um, I love posting on it because I mean obviously I'm getting likes and yeah. followers because my body was so shredded and mm-hmm. I was like 
confident, you know, quote yeah, unquote. whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think after two or maybe a year and a half of doing that and getting to 20,000 followers, um, I was competing for this next show and I found myself at the toilet after binging on the cupcakes or cheese mm. that's in my parents' pantry. Yeah. And I had been doing so much that I don't know if people know this, but with bulimia, if you become really extreme with it, eventually it's almost like, I don't know this TMI, but your throat builds a tolerance mm-hmm. to where you had to be more aggressive with getting yourself mm, to purge. To right. So I was in the bathroom for an hour. Nothing was coming out. I was freaking out because I was so afraid of getting fat. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like the biggest fear mm-hmm. when you're when you're stuck there. there nothing can be worse than mm-hmm. getting fat. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. so I was there crying. And that's when I just knew I was like um god we have a problem like i am finding my confidence through something that requires me to abuse my body Mm -hmm. so that must mean i'm not truly confident and i'm doing it for um likes and like just external validation through other people because my entire life i've never been accepted now i'm finally in the cool crowd and now i'm getting accepted and it felt good and i realized oh I'm broken. Yeah. I need to start over. Yeah. I need to stop at least being bulimic, which meant then I had to do a binge eating. Right. So that took time. Um, the biggest supplement sponsorship found me, Shreds at the time. Everyone and their mom wanted to be with them. Mm-hmm. They found me. I was like, oh my God, this is my dream. I've been manifesting this, not new age type, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I was like, yeah, yeah. this is happening. So uh, they moved me to California. Wow. So I'm 25 the biggest supplement company ever was yeah. California to be one of their fitness models and to promote them. And I just remember my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, um, he, we were apart for four months cause he was still here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. He eventually moved out there four months later. And mind you, during those first four months that I was alone in California, all I was doing was one hour of photo shoots a week. That was the social inter- the only wow. social interaction I got, which mm-hmm. is one hour of two people. Mm-hmm. And then I would just go work out and go to my empty apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when he finally moved in, he's like, babe, I'm here. Isn't this great? And I just collapsed to the ground sobbing. Yeah. And he was like... <laughs> what's wrong? Are these happy tears? What the hell? (laughs) And I was like, I want to go home. (laughs) And he was like, uh, but I'm here now. What's, I am your home. And I was like, no, like I want to go back to my family and friends. Like we can, let's just go back home. Like literally he just walked in from the airport. Wow. And I was like, let's just go back to Virginia. And he's like, you are crazy. (laughs) And I was crazy. (laughs) So that's when it hit me that I was majorly depressed. So I went Mm -hmm. and saw a psychiatrist or psychologist. They diagnosed me with major depression um, I did take Lexapro for six weeks mm-hmm. and then I didn't have, yeah, didn't have any more health insurance after that point. Yeah. So I didn't have any more. And when you're so depressed, right when it's starting to kick in, yeah, you're like, and then you have to stop. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't even care to like keep trying to get it. Like I'll figure it out. Right. So we were in California for almost two years, every single day, I would say majority of the time, um, I would wake up with severe depression try really hard to get out of it mm-hmm. and then just kept compounding mm-hmm. to the point where I would just shut all the shutters mm-hmm. not leave my bed and it was hard because um, I'm still going through this healing journey of loving myself mm-hmm. but I'm on social media trying to fight so hard to stay stage lean yeah. when my hormones are all jacked up my metabolism's jacked up mm-hmm. and it's so easy for me to gain fat and on top of that I'm having managers saying hey make sure you're staying really tight um, or you're amongst all these other 
amazing yeah. fitness social media influencers you always looked up to and now you're in the same room with them you're like oh wow like yeah I guess a lot up. of pressure it's a lot of pressure and the whole game is to get to the top mm-hmm. to eventually promote maybe some type of business or sponsorships or whatever because now it's like I gotta make an income right mm-hmm. so right. now you have to have a product or a brand or whatever it is um <clears throat> so every day I'd look in the mirror and I was so lean now I look back and I'm like oh so lean yeah what was wrong? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, we just always cuckoo. say that when we, when you look back and you're like, Oh, if only I could be that fat now, because you know, you like, as yes. you age, you just get bigger. It just <laughs> happens. Um, but like, I remember like specifically, like I'll look at a picture. I'm like, I hated myself that day. Mm-hmm. And I look at it now and I'm like, Oh, if only I could just go back to being yeah. like that size. But it's true. You just get so your mind gets so warped. Um, when you're, when you're just so deep in that. Right. And I've been mentoring my six, uh, she's 17 now, my 17 year old little girl cousin. And she's like, thank you. Mm-hmm. She's um, kind of like my little sister. She's like yeah. my little sister, but she's getting into fitness and health. And uh, the first time I got her to drop weight, she looked in the mirror and she's like pinching at things. I was like, stop pinching yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. You look amazing. And I said, if you gain weight back because you develop this fear of getting fat mm-hmm. you're gonna look back in this moment and think you were so dumb for right. picking yourself apart so just own it yeah. like practice that emotion don't practice the other one which makes you want to you know constantly self-criticize yeah. and I still struggle this here and there but I I'm so aware that I'm like mm, stop yeah like let's let's fix that yep um anyway so we moved back home to Virginia because Kevin saw I was really depressed um, and I thought I was going to fix everything. So we moved back with our two dogs mm-hmm. and, um, we're in Herndon, Virginia. And I just remember waking up one morning after being back home for at least a month and it just coming back after the high came down. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh crap, it's here again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, maybe it's just going to be a day. Yeah. And it wasn't a day. It was every single day. And, um, that's when I came to, and you know, with social media, because when, everything you do is I mean that's that was my brand now like I had 200 something thousand followers and it was all about fitness and health and looking a certain way Mm. and promoting that and it was really hard to keep up because I had to keep doing like 45 minutes an hour of cardio every day and under eat to maintain this physique when eventually willpower only goes so far so you're like I can't my body's broken. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just making my hormones worse because yeah. we now keep, I'm really a mess. <laughs> yeah. Cause cortisol becomes a problem. Right. And when you're, when you have cortisol yeah. or hormonal imbalances, you are more likely to feel even more depression right. or more anxiety. Mm-hmm. Or if you have leaky gut and issues. And hang on to weight too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, and I firmly believe that I started having leaky gut because my oh, yeah. stomach was so bloated all the time that I looked at least five months pregnant after I ate certain things. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, like depression, digestion problems. Um, So I believe all that came from like all the abuse I did to my body on top of like implants and hormones and all that mess. But um, yeah, so I think it was September 2018 Mm -hmm. was when I finally had another on top of all the other ones come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. My mom raised me being a Christian and having a deep relationship with him. Um, and that's when I was just like, okay, God, I surrender. Yeah, like right. I fold. I've done, I know I've done this. I'm so. Done. Yeah. I was like, I know I've done this so many times, but I really mean it. Like I'm going to be consistent in my word. If I sin, I'm just going to keep pressing in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have prayer time with you every night, mornings, all of it. Like I'm yours. I'm done. Just fix my mess. Here mm, it is. Love it. And um, so that's where, yeah, so, (laughs) yeah, so that's where I, 
um, start and now it's been two years and two months of that and I'm pretty consistent with it maybe not like every single morning yeah um but you know definitely most nights read my word making sure that what I do is in alignment with him mm-hmm. and um yeah just always leaning into him and the last two years is has been the most um emotional and mental growth I've done and so much of him just leading me and guiding me to okay let's focus on this area for mm-hmm. example I felt him showing me that my breast implants were like the one of the roots to me not getting better. It's kind of like if your body's hormonally sick mm-hmm. and you have depression, anxiety because of it, mm-hmm. which is very likely, and you have leaky gut, it's because maybe toxic yeah. for me. Um, uh, toxic, or what's the word I'm looking for? Chemicals are in your body. They're circulating, causing an inflammatory autoimmune response Mm -hmm. you might want to first take that out and then start you know the healing journey going from there right so that's um where he led me to september of last year so it's just been like this continuous um journey journey. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so here we are so you had an explant you had an explant surgery last september Mm -hmm. yeah that's so Steph and I both have implants and mm-hmm. I told you like we so so far I so just good got <laughs> um, so far so good but that is I have read a lot about yeah. breast implant illness and like all the things yeah. that can happen so that's something to be very aware of yeah. if you think you've gone crazy or you know everything's nothing feels right and you're feeling depressed and anxious and whatever that's something definitely to take a look at yeah. absolutely what I always tell my little brother um his girlfriend's team what gained them uh-huh. I am not ever gonna be the person's like don't do it yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um but I was I just told her I was like listen um just do your research out there yeah. and if you do it fine but you need to be really aware and um listen to your body and what a lot of experts say who believe that BII, breast implant illness, is a thing. They say it's not, this isn't to scare y'all. Yeah. But yeah. Um, they say it's not about um, if you get it, but it's about when you get it. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, those symptoms could be maybe, I don't know, maybe you just have more dry skin or it could right. be yeah. something on, that you would never really attribute. It'd be, you'd take a lot of research for you to finally get back to, oh, I have dry skin because yeah. I have breast implant. <laughs> maybe it's just that one thing or maybe you don't get symptoms yeah. or mm-hmm. for 40 years right. there's yeah. been women like that or maybe you're like me from you know the second you get them six months later you're things like, just start oh feeling really off like yeah. fatigue depression yeah. like more of it at least right um and that's what happened to me like I got them back in 2012 13 mm-hmm. and I just remember like a year later I just started feeling off but I was like oh I'm competing I'm beating my body to the ground yeah. this is this is how you should normally feel right. but that feeling went on for like Forever. five six years I know and it only got worse I was scared to death just because I am a gut health specialist so this is what I do also and um I'm super sensitive to everything mm. <laughs> you know like any magnetic lashes any extensions yes. any any lotions with anything in it you know um so definitely it is a thing that's so funny you said that um because now that I'm seeing wrinkles under my eyes, and yes, I do promote self-love, all that. Yeah. But listen, I'm still, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm a little vain, and I want to look good. I want to yeah. take care of my right. appearance. I'm okay with admitting that. Yeah. Um, I don't like seeing wrinkles under my eyes. <laughs> and so now I'm like, do I need to stop putting these toxic chemicals right. from, you know, MAC on my eyes for a while and just completely yeah. let my body heal even more through a, you know, gut healing diet, like mm-hmm. the GAPS diet or yeah. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. We just go on and on about it. But yeah, yeah it's hard. It's hard to yeah. be okay with 
yeah changing you gotta right? own it because well, it, it's i mean you don't always like pick apart anything though like mm-hmm. it's like well, but just like what we're just saying like it's never good enough mm-hmm. we're, we, we live in this society where nothing's ever good enough yeah you're never gonna live up to a photoshopped photo of someone on the internet oh, you know yeah. which is what we're comparing ourselves to so much of the time well if i could interrupt that was one of the biggest things that god had to like work in me like two years ago one of the first things was my body dysmorphia mm-hmm. and i did gain a little bit of weight at that point um but that was, and it was so hard for me to gain weight because I was always used to looking shredded. Yeah. And even yeah. when I shredded was enough. So imagine gaining weight and looking mm-hmm. in the mirror and just immediately like that, like you're going to close the shutters. You're now more depressed yeah. because of how you look and you look a little bit more bloated or mm-hmm. fluffier yeah. in certain areas. So that was one of the first things I had to heal and was, you know what? I'm looking in the mirror and own it and just say, I love her. I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah. And just realize you look great, yeah. normal, like that's, you're fine. I feel like that's kind of, what's been interesting in my journey like I'm five months in from like recognizing that I had a problem and reaching out for help and I haven't had so right at the beginning there was like one or two times and that's it where I was inclined to binge and I felt like I did but really like I reached out to my counselor and she's like you know you didn't you just ate past fullness so you think you binged you didn't um so I just had to like get comfortable with the feeling of being just recognizing okay I've had enough I don't need to eat like you know whatever six I, apple fritters or whatever it is that's what I teach my clients too but so I'm realizing so beyond those one or two times I haven't had any urge at all to binge or even restrict like I haven't wanted or even thought about going on a diet but it's the learning to love my body mm. it's the part where it's just like I feel I don't feel good in my skin I like did this big you know mass exodus of clothing from my closet like anything that didn't remotely fit me I had to get it out of my closet because it was making me feel so terrible about myself when I would put it on and be like these don't fit or I'd be wearing a pair of jeans that like triggered me because they Mm. feel one we live in leggings all the time (laughs) so then you put on a pair of jeans and it's restrictive (laughs) and to me that triggers like oh you're fat Mm -hmm. um and then it's also been interesting to learn that like we can hold our emotions in so like I it goes to my stomach like Mm -hmm. I had a a recently a death in the family and the whole day after I just felt like I'm like I feel so fat what is happening and and my counselor she's like no that I can't she called it something but she's like that's a real thing like you you feel this in your stomach or you know like whatever it is but so it's just the body image that's so hard and especially when like I've never looked like you looked or even look but To go from, you know, I went on like all these programs to try and lose weight. And at one point I lost like, like about 30 pounds and I was tiny and I was so happy. Like (laughs) I woke up every morning and I was so happy with how I looked. And, um, but I was really, really miserable. I was starving. And I've told this story so many times, but like my husband would help me to bed, literally take my arm and help me to bed at like 6 p.m. You must have been so exhausted. I didn't have anything left. I was doing at least an hour of cardio every single day and eating sub 800 calories. Oh, yeah. And so I was just like... It's so fun. And yeah. (laughs) And so I was just like, you know, what? Wait, that wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. That was... But that's also what's taught. And so for like what all three of us are doing, it's so important to just tell women, you know, like I'm like, get rid of the scale. Like I'm lucky because I haven't had like body image stuff, but I had very, very heavy, heavy (laughs) drinking and drugs, you know, like so it's a different thing. But I think like what our purpose is too on a grander scale is showing women 
that whole thing. Love yourself. Like you're so worth it. You're amazing because the whole culture is, you know, diet pills, Mm -hmm. super low calorie deficit. That's that's why it's hormone imbalance. That's why it's autoimmune and cancers and like all of it. You know, it's like your body has to have that fuel. Absolutely. I think there's also like just so many like, um, you know, I know some women who struggle to love themselves because their body's sick, so they can't think clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when your body is sick, like you wake up exhausted, yeah. mm-hmm. you're more likely to feel depression. Yeah. If you feel depression, anything can trigger you, you feel worse. So really it's like, okay, what is this exit strategy to living the best life? And I always tell people, start with your gut health. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if your gut is messed up, you are going to have hormonal problems. Yeah. That can lead to depression or ADHD or mm-hmm. skin problems or weight gain or um, just feeling really icky and awful. So, yeah, why would you expect to feel better mm-hmm. like under any circumstances? So I always tell people start there um, and see where that leads you. And um, while you while your body is feeling better, start also practicing certain cognitive Mm-hmm. um therapies mm-hmm. like start to point out have awareness to point out or to call yourself out on your bs yeah like what thoughts are you having that you're really self-sabotaging yourself mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. yeah so i think that's a good place to always start love that yeah yeah because that's it really is all in our mind mm-hmm. if we can just begin to control our thoughts a lot of things <laughs> get, get better together <laughs> come on Lisa. Our gut, and it's our gut in our mind right yeah like yeah I mean, 80% or more, I, I still say it's way more, but your serotonin is produced in your gut. Yep. It's not your brain. It's, right. you know, so it's so crazy how it is one in the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So if you're, if you're, if it's not going to your brain, like mm-hmm. how are you supposed to naturally feel happy when, yeah. you know, serotonin or dopamine or yeah. right. all those neurotransmitters aren't being produced the right way because of mm-hmm. like gut issues. Right. Well, right. And then you add like melatonin and all, you know, the things that are like, no, your body produces that. Don't take that, you know, yeah. like, oh, so five milligrams of ambient and <laughs> 20 milligrams of melatonin every night to go to sleep right. is a problem and then a thousand that's how i of ca- caffeine in the morning yeah right to, yeah. yeah exactly it, it is we do mess ourselves up um Counter okay this with this Counter yeah this with it's that. really yeah. true it's, it's sad but true um okay let's see so are you still sponsoring no no um i the last sponsorship i was with was um first form okay yeah. and then oh yeah I forgot to mention that's when uh eventually last December me and them cut ties because I was just getting to the point where I was barely posting because mm. I was like not motivated at all to be in social media yeah. mm. just still I mean I was in a better headspace just not 100% I mean I had just got my my tatas taken mm-hmm. out so my body was still healing and yeah. getting rid of a lot of was crap. it as bad coming off as it was going on oh my gosh yeah it's worse yeah. isn't well, it i bawled my eyes out to the nurse who was like putting the ivies in me in my surgery day and she was like anesthesia she hated me for some reason <laughs> she was like stop crying she oh didn't say gosh. that but that's what but, she literally oh, looked like and yeah. she was like what's wrong <laughs> what's <laughs> your problem and i felt like an eight-year-old little girl i was like can I'm I see scared. my husband? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I saw, I watched your stories and like the drains, you know, like oh, it's yeah. a little more. Is it? Yeah. It's a little it was, bigger of a deal. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh my God. And I remember um, they put like the suture like inside of like the side of your boob mm-hmm. and it's supposed to come out, I think, 
in a few weeks or something like that but I thought mine was stuck because of like this little <laughs> staple thing right and so I kept yanking on it oh because I thought that's what you're supposed to do and I never <laughs> went to go see the doctor I don't know if this is normal <laughs> <laughs> I, they said just take it out and it should feel like a little pinch so I was like okay it's supposed to hurt a little bit right and I was like this hurts a lot of it but maybe my pain is so loud <laughs> and I kept yanking it and they're like no you're just supposed to open the staple and slide <laughs> it out Oh. And they're like, you could have came in. I was like, you're two hours away. So right. Yeah. No. no, thank you. I don't yeah. even go to the doctor. Okay? Yeah, me either. Right. right. That's yeah. what happens when you're in the deal. holistic so, side. Mm-hmm. Did you have any um, like body image stuff after that? Or were you just so, so on a path of, you know, being okay with yourself and calling yourself on your BS that you were okay with yeah, looking like, different? Yeah. Um, so when I got home, I think the next day after like the drugs wore off, I looked mm-hmm. in the mirror and they were just little teeny sandbags shriveled up. <laughs> yeah. And I just looked at them and it's kind of like, I know it sounds cheesy. I just kind of giggled. And I was like, okay, here <laughs> we are. This is where we're at. Yeah, and I, I knew they I were going to say, do they... They shrunk. They, they shrunk. They're just they... like weird looking. I didn't even let my husband <laughs> like it. I was like, no, you'll be scarred. <laughs> but I just laughed. I was like, you know, I'm still going to love myself because one, they're going to fluff back up and it's they're not going to look like this. So I just, I owned it in that moment. I know a lot of women like ball their eyes out because yeah. it's a very emotional thing. Yeah. Like you got them in for a reason. Right. Not everyone. Um, but I know me and a lot of women mm-hmm. I've talked to, they said they did it to boost their confidence, their confidence because right. um, they didn't like looking or feeling manly. So, um, but th- after I took them out, I did go through a little period. Well, for the first couple months, I was totally fine. Um, but I've had little moments where I'm like, mm, I'm not a hundred percent happy, but I'm choosing to just still love myself right, and right. not, I will never cry over taking them out. I'm just going to you know, whatever I ha- feelings I have, l- let myself feel yeah. what I need to feel. It's normal, but also just, you know, reality check. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm still beautiful inside out. That's right. all that matters. Right. And if you're feeling better, like have, have you noticed a big change in how you feel since yes. you got them out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like my fatigue. Oh my gosh. I, th- so when I was fatigued for years, I thought mm-hmm. it was normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that yeah. fatigue, <clears throat> I guess some, like when you get pregnant, you have pregnancy fatigue. Yeah. It's, out of this world like you can't function yeah so tired that's how I felt every Every single day day. wow and I would leave drive feel like I'm about to fall asleep at the wheel that would make me so emotional Mm -hmm. go to the gym force myself to work out right and then leave and crawl into bed and all I could do is just literally lay Mm -hmm. and it was really um just sucked because I was like Mm -hmm. I can't do every day's function in life because I just I can't especially as a such a motivated competitive strong-minded person Mm -hmm. that's really hard to feel like you're like your body's failing you your Mm -hmm. mind's there but you're like you just literally can't do it yeah I was just crazy I was was like it's on your head it's on your head it's on your head you're being a baby just drink more coffee yeah that had to be hard hard on your husband too to watch you go through all of that and oh yeah he's a very strong individual super logical like I'm the complete opposite of him. I'm I like love this. watching you like video him doing something. And he's like. Uh, uh, uh. I've had so many people like, you, you're married to a douchebag. I'm like, listen. No, 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 that's not what it is. He was literally the best person I've ever met in my entire life. Mm. Just and so inspiring too. He's just very 
introverted uh-huh. um, he's like what is wrong with Jonathan yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's how I would describe Jonathan See, Try what, and I'm like start to do I'm hilarious Jonathan, hello I'm <laughs> have you what, how are yeah. you not laughing at me I'm, I'm like so give funny. me attention he's like right. I do <laughs> all day long how can I not <laughs> yeah but you know he saw me go through like depression and like yeah. suicidal thoughts too mm-hmm. and um the extreme fatigue and I remember he, he bless his soul he, he just doesn't understand like depression because he's never gone through yeah. Like he just be like, babe, just feel better and get up. Right. Yeah. And I just looked at him. <laughs> Thanks I was like, for your help. Get up. <laughs> right. If I, I like, could get up. I was like, I'm having suicidal thoughts. Right. I, I'm not just going to get Do you up. want me to add you to the list? No. <laughs> right. yeah. Do you want to join my boat? <laughs> oh. yeah. So when you were going through all of that with the sponsorships, were they like cool with you being so open about that stuff? Or did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best thing like a brand can ever do. Well, in my opinion, at least is connect with your audience right you know for me at least like I want to be authentic I want to yeah. be vulnerable um I don't want to ever seem like I'm this right. pretty perfect fit girl who has yeah. no issues like there's always everyone has issues Every- it's just how they handle them right you know and I remember with the sponsorships especially first form it was really hard to post consistently so when you're with a sponsorship they usually pay you x amount and yeah. I never join any sponsorship unless I fully believe in the product yeah mm-hmm. um but they pay you X amount per month um, and then commission too. But you have to meet their posting requirements. Right. Like post once a week and then social media or stories mm-hmm. yeah. or TikTok, whatever it is, the requirements they have for you. And it just started getting to the point where I started falling behind because I just mm-hmm. felt like I couldn't post. I wasn't mentally into oh, it. Yeah. Um, I was, <laughs> yeah. And there. It's yeah. also, it's like when you had to take a picture every day for like seven years, yeah. and eventually you're like, oh my God. I know. Yeah. I That's like I always say too. I'm like, I know exactly what we're supposed to do. And my thing is Facebook just because I'm old. <laughs> so like, you know, my whole everything is on Facebook. But I'm like, I have this gigantic platform. And, you know, I just found a, I didn't even have words, you know. So it was like, OK, here's mm-hmm. a picture. And then what? Oh, you know? yeah. So I just was in Caption that same space parallel. for so yeah. long. Yeah. I used to write these beautiful, long, all these things. And then it's like four mm. words you know like <laughs> you bold start, letters you start going Pinterest uh, <laughs> right <laughs> let me find a quote caption this, motivating please. caption right. for Instagram and now <laughs> yeah and now I'm like TikTok uh oh wait how do I grab this filter and like I don't always, even know what yeah, that we're means. talking all the time about like <laughs> Okay, I, we know what to do. We, we just know, need we to. Do. She's like, you just gotta apply yourself. The other day, she's like, okay, you, you just need to do talking stories. You at least and I'm just like, talk oh, on your freaking story. No, I can't. Talk. And now my phone is like, <laughs> honestly, it's yeah. hard. Like, I'll go like on bouts for like maybe a week or two weeks. Like, it's just like in that flow, yeah. like being yeah. creative and just doing it and you can't have any like Jumping negativity you know bombarding yeah. you yeah but the last four days i have not posted i actually was proud of that though because today it was like let me go check and i'm like oh i love that she has two hundred fourteen thousand like followers and she doesn't even have to be well like- that's what <laughs> taking that whole year break from last december until um no i'm sorry from january of this year of course it would happen during covid too yeah, i swear right. god is like so mm-hmm. funny in how he works yeah. um but so <laughs> january of this year i took a break until i don't know a month ago maybe what does yeah. that even what does that really mean i took a break from instagram like literally got off instagram just got, i mean i still story, i still ig stalked people i loved yeah sure <laughs> yeah. but yeah. you know but i just did not post i didn't go in stories nothing like i just went ghost and there were like followers 
um, DMing me or messaging me on pictures and like, where'd you go? Yeah. Are you pregnant? And I was like, yeah. what? No. Right. <laughs> um, there was one, there was one time though in March where I got back on mm-hmm. and I thought I was healed. I was like, this is the green light from God. I feel good. So yeah. I got back on and I think two weeks went by and I was like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this. Like I, I'm not ready. That's so I got off and I really told her, I was like, okay, this time I'm really going to listen. And um, God speaks in a lot of like amazing ways. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just really have to discern his voice and not your voice. Or the enemy. Mm -hmm, Or that. And so I rushed it. And then um, a month ago or two months ago, I started getting this inkling again and this like this passion, this fire too. Mm -hmm. And I was just such in a good place. And I had been for a while where... Um, I just felt so sure of what my message needed to be mm, yeah. versus before my message was built off of the confidence I built through my physique, which is a false sense of confidence. So if mm-hmm. you have a false sense of confidence, your message is never going to be congruent mm-hmm. and it's never going to reflect God, especially well, if you're not rooted in him. Won't yeah. be authentic. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, mine was still authentic, but I was just like not there yet. Right. Like I was just still too broken to be right. Broadcast. Well, it was authentic for who you were then. Oh, yeah. But not maybe yeah. who you wanted to be or who you knew you were deep down. Yeah. So, like, again, two years ago, God took me through this healing journey. And um, the first year was get the tatas out. And then a few months later, get off social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got back on. And um, I felt like through the whole social media experience, too, I did get to the top very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my followers are growing, I think, by a thousand every day wow really high engagement and i wasn't i'm never gonna promote like buying followers I don't, yeah mm-hmm. i don't really believe in that um but so i was like on cloud nine going through depression and all these things and building my confidence through social media and my body all the sponsorships all people like wanting to come at me and throw money at me to promote their product and then going to california living the cali dream mm-hmm. and it was just like i'm a fitness mom in california what's wrong but everything right. was yeah. wrong right and then i moved back to virginia and then that was when like i think a year later 2018 came had it come to jesus moment and it was like as if um when i came to that come to jesus moment my followers were falling off um mm. engagement was getting lower i was gaining weight so it literally felt like my indebted my identity of being this fitness mm. social media influencer who had a strong amazing physique that identity was stripped from me yeah and so when i stripped i was like well who am i right yeah. and that's when i knew i was just like oh like I got to the top the wrong way. Right. My way. Right. It was never God's way. Right. Right. So let's do God's way this time. Right. Yeah. I love that. So it's not, you, you're not full on the inside when you're not living out his will for your life, when you're just on your own journey and on your own path, even if you believe wholeheartedly that it's what you're supposed to be doing, because it's always, you know, it's been what you dreamed of your whole life. Mm-hmm. If you're not on the path that he has for you, it's never, you are going to mm-hmm. end up feeling like that. Even if you are, you have made yeah. it to the top, you know, like you're going to be view just so empty. Yeah. The view wasn't great yeah. when I got there and I was just like, no, this is not, <laughs> this is wrong. This is not worth it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, um, just personally how, um, <clears throat> like, so for me in my journey now, I'm at a point where I just eat what I want when I want it. And it's, I've proven to myself through like reintroducing all these fear foods that I can be trusted, right? Like, my body knows what to do. I know what full feels like because I didn't. I had lost all. I didn't know what hungry or full. I just didn't know what that felt like. Um, well, I, I knew what starving or like stuffed mm-hmm. to the point of needing to throw up. Um, 
so I'm curious how you get back to the point where you're able to, um, because for me, it seems really scary to like, say, track my food or to be on any sort of plan mm-hmm. or to eliminate anything from my diet because that feels very like diet culture. Oh, for sure. Scary for me. Yeah. So how, because I do, mm-hmm. I do have goals for myself and I do want to be able to get back to a place where I can like healthily, is that a word? Um, do that, you yeah. know, like be able to just be... I don't even know what the word is, but I, I, I just, in, I'm just interested in like how you're able to do that after yeah. beating an eating disorder. Yeah. So, oh, that's a, that's a very long answer that I'm going to try and make it short. But I think the first thing I had to learn was what you said was, um, food awareness, mm-hmm. like really understand the difference between hunger and fullness. Mm-hmm. So that was number one. And back then I was eating six small meals a day. Mm-hmm. So of course I was like, I need a protein bar, right. four of them. Right. To, and, but, and then that's when I realized I was like, oh, I'm not really eating to full satiety mm-hmm. and I'm still eating like a bikini competitor, right. like chicken breast and broccoli. So I was like, okay, well, what do you actually crave? Right. I want eggs and bacon. And back then I was like, no, egg whites is the only way. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, like screw that. I'm yeah. going to just listen <laughs> yeah. to my body and eat to fullness. That's right. number one. But you can't do that without overcoming that fat fear mm-hmm. of I'm going to get fat. Yep. You know, so that one's a really hard um, mindset to overcome. So number one was I ate larger meals. Mm-hmm. Number two that I did back then um, was no snacking if I'm not hungry. Yeah. So my thing was I would always eat. You were so used to eating so yeah, yeah. consistently throughout the day. So I remember one time I went to the, after eating a large meal, uh-huh. I went to the pantry just mindlessly saw Chex Mix, put my hand in the Chex the Mix. Best. Yeah. <laughs> put my hand in the Chex Mix box. This was like 2016, I think, or 17. And um, I just remember yelling out loud, stop. And it was so, like, don't do, do this in public, please. Right. <laughs> it was so weird. And I was like, did I just do that? Right. And But it gave me that awareness of why are you eating? Right. Are you hungry? Mm-hmm. No. You just ate. So Are you high? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, why? Are you, what's wrong with you? But I was just like, why are you eating right now? Yeah. Because really, like, physiologically, we only ate back then to survive. Right. Today, right. now we eat for pleasure, for pleasure. and to yeah. survive. But yeah. we got to get back to that place of being in tune with our body. Yeah. And so it was just um, getting to that point where... I realized, okay, am I really hungry or am I full? Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. So I ate larger meals, did not eat unless I was hungry. Yeah. And the meals that I chose to eat were more high protein, high fat, just because they keep you fuller for longer and they're satiating and they are richer. So mm-hmm. they taste really good. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized through doing that, Oh, and I also did intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's starving yourself. But really, that taught me Pretty my actual... when you're eating. <laughs> yeah, it taught me my true hunger cues. Yeah. And because of that, now I only eat two really large meals a day. Mm-hmm. I prefer larger meals. Me I too. Don't... See, that's how I am too. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to eat, I want to mm-hmm. eat. Yeah, girl. Like, I'm going <laughs> to eat like the 12 ounce like, ribeye. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's lunch. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of it. Yeah. And I'm like, don't <laughs> shame me just because you're jealous of me. Right. Yeah. So um, now I eat larger meals and I only eat when I'm hungry. Um, I, I, you know, I think you got to gravitate to the point where you like whole quality foods. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that takes time to change your palate. Right. Mm-hmm. I was addicted to junk food my entire life. Mm-hmm. I didn't start eating vegetables. Like really. I mean, I've been into fitness for what eight years now, but I didn't really start eating vegetables or whole quality food because I wanted to mm-hmm. until at least 
three years ago mm-hmm. because I started getting creative in the kitchen, trying these different soups or different quinoa mm-hmm. powerhouse salads mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, you got to be creative and venture out and try different things that you're like, oh, that's something I would definitely scarf down. Yeah. And while you're eating, practice <clears throat> um, food like mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Eat slowly like uh, the Okinawans. I never say it. No, I say it right. <laughs> Okinawans. I was, I'm from there, by the way. I was born in Japan. However um, you say like, it I is can right say then. It I'm, yeah, I'm, I, it doesn't matter. Um, but they eat really slowly and they don't stop eating until they're like two-thirds away being full. Yeah. I eat to the point where I'm pretty full. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, but I eat fast too. Yeah, like I feel like people with emotional eating behaviors or – things like that they got to eat slowly and be in tune with like what's in front of them be present with your food mm-hmm. don't just scarf it down because smell once, it taste yeah. it chew it and if you just like, if yeah. you eat too fast be present with it yeah you're gonna be like oh i'm still hungry it's because that mm. brain to stomach connection hasn't really connected yet. right right um, and that it will takes prevent- something like 20 minutes or something mm-hmm. for your brain to tell your or your yeah. whatever for your body to tell your brain that you're full or whatever it is and i think the most important thing too that I realized through this of overcoming um, overeating addictions and all that is I hate the way I feel after I overeat mm-hmm. or almost binged. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. But I love how I feel when I'm in control. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's something I had to real back then when me and Kevin, my husband used to go to get Mexican, yeah. I would literally eat two baskets of chip, yeah. the guac, the salsa, mm-hmm. two or three drinks. And yeah. then I would need ap- or my entree and maybe dessert. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'd be so stuffed and I'd be like, man, this is not like the way this. to be a yeah. healthy. In- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Pills- yes. I can't breathe. <laughs> But I was like, this is not the way to be as a health coach. So I need to figure this out. And mm-hmm. that's when I realized like, oh, like I hate how I feel yeah. when I abuse my body in this right. way. Right. So why do I keep doing it? Do I crave these things? Yes. So have it. Right. That doesn't mean I need to keep going to the point where I'm compulsively just right. eating. Like that's and not once you who I want to be. Doing that, you once you start recognizing one, oh, this is full. And two, I hate how this feels. I don't want to do that again. And so I always like recommend write it down, like mm-hmm. make a note. Like I ate this and I feel like crap and yes. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. You, you know, get to choose like continuously who you want to be, how you want to feel on a daily basis. So you better have a vision of who mm-hmm. that's going to be and attack it or else you're never going to live the life you want to live. Mm. You know, so when it comes to like overeating or transitioning from bulimia to that, I just say eat bigger meals, lose that getting fat fear mm-hmm. um if you're craving chocolate mm-hmm. or whatever i mean there's two things if you're addicted to it you might benefit from taking it out for 21 days because mm-hmm. um i mean the science even shows mm-hmm. that when you do you do break that physiological yeah. addiction mm-hmm. but if you're someone who just likes eating it every day and maybe that's addiction but let's just say like you just like eating it every day um and you feel really triggered when you completely like take it out mm-hmm. have it but right. you do need to get to a point where you it's like if you have an itch, itch it, mm-hmm. you know, but you don't got to keep going to the blood. Right. That right. doesn't make sense. So <laughs> right. if you're cra- I tell my clients, if you're craving it, have it, have a couple of bites, but do you really need to eat something all the way that makes you feel X, Y, and Z, like fatigued or depressed or um, out of control? Mm-hmm. Then no, like you need to have that point where you're like, okay, like mm-hmm. I had it. I feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm happy This right is here. actually making me think of, so when, the, when I met you at the birthday party, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure I didn't eat anything because everything was so scary to me 
it was like lasagna or something, right? It was Italian. Like oh, yeah, I had all of lasagna. it. I know. And I, re- I remember that. And I was like, oh, Christina made fun of me. <laughs> Christina made fun of me because her, um, it was Adelina's birthday. Yes, Adelina's yes. the cutest, like oh, one or two year old toddler yeah. or toddler or two year old. Anyway, <laughs> um, she had two cakes. One of them was a smash cake where like yep. the baby, I guess, puts her hand in it, yep. puts all over their face. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I want to be that baby. I'm, I'm going to have that cake. <laughs> so do that for her I've seen people do that for their birth birthday shoot or whatever. But um, I had to buy the cake. I was like, oh, this is good. I need another bite. And so I was eating the part that the baby had slobbered all over. <laughs> but I didn't care because I was like, no, this is good. And then Christine was like, you know, my baby slobbers all over that. I was like, whatever. It's a baby. And she goes, babies are full of bacteria. And I was like, oh, good now you know. say that, that's disgusting. <laughs> I was like, I am gross. And, you know, I, I, I that, like, well, now my immunity is super high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. People should get some more of that this year. <laughs> right. But, um, I like fasted all the way and you know I don't know if I should promote fasting maybe just because with fasting you can train your body to not get hungry up to a certain point and there is going to be the initial few weeks where you do feel hungry but after like a certain point you can Mm -hmm. go 16 hours maybe 20 hours with feeling Mm -hmm. no hunger and that's what I did like I did that for the longest that's what Steph promotes in her faster way to fat loss is carb cycling and intermittent fasting I love it and Mm -hmm. for me the the it was the easiest thing to maintains to sustain for me was intermittent fasting yeah but I would just eat so much in my hours that oh, it didn't, totally I didn't that. like yeah I didn't really see a significant loss by I, any means yeah um, but it is there is a lot of science that backs up why it's really good for your body oh to yeah do that. like autophagy and, um, and right even though people that like like talking to you about it I'm like well good at least you're because most people are still just so programmed to under eat and a lot of people think that they're binging a lot of people think mm-hmm. that or they have this super unhealthy relationship with food and then they start tracking and they realize like oh i'm actually only eating 900 mm-hmm. calories it's funny i'm supposed to be eating like people right now i'm putting people through this like little intro right now and they're like but it says 1600 calories and they're like freaking out and i'm like yeah i eat 2200 and they're like what you know and i'm yeah. like you have to eat that's a whole part of what i promote is like yes you fast and then you have eight hours to eat, but you have to eat oh, you're food. enough. <laughs> but you also got to look at the cycles too. Like some people are like, and like, you know, at our gym, I have members like, oh, I'm I, like, I'll look at their food blogs. So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to help you and you mm-hmm. see what you're eating throughout the day and it'll be like 900 calories. Yeah. yeah. And then on the weekends, they'll go balls oh, to yeah, wall. Like yeah. 4, so they'll lose yeah. like, th- like two pounds during the week. Yeah. And the weekend, and they'll three. gain like five or three back. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I don't know why I'm not seeing results. And like, well, it's because you're, <laughs> yeah. you're restricting, then you're binging. Yeah, Let's right. figure out a way where you can create healthy, sustainable habits. They're going to keep the weight off for the long term right. and, and make you feel good. And yeah. that's the part about if you're craving something, have it. Because then if you do yeah. on the weekend, you won't. Because so for me, it was a Sunday binge. And so I would do real good all week long and then Sunday I would literally eat from the time I woke up till the time I went to bed mm. like as much as I could eat in a sitting mm, and then I would like. eat um as soon as I felt like there was space to yeah. eat something mm. else because I had to get it all mm. in on Sunday yeah and it was so unhealthy and I had like a grieving period after I stopped doing that because I missed oh yeah having that I missed my Sunday binge I did as well, much as I hated how it felt everything oh, around I was it. so excited for yeah. Sundays it was the best day of the week because yeah. I would where go, am I gonna go to brunch or we yeah. Would, yeah we would go out or we would get food to bring it in and I would just you know all the things that I was craving during the week but had I just had a waffle on Tuesday when my husband like I had to I had like this little oh, yeah. hashtag normalized that. waffles because I'm like <laughs> I had to eat them on a different day of the week or like a different meal of the day because it was literally 
the start of a binge mm-hmm. every week. It was a, such a trigger like for me. Like you got to like you said earlier, you got to teach yourself to trust yourself again in these situations. Right. That, right. Like me, I remember I just had so much food fear because I was afraid of getting fat yeah. that when I came to that food, I would just go like what you said, mm-hmm. balls to wall with it right. basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, eventually I just started getting to the point where I realized it's like, oh, I don't have to keep doing this to myself, but I need to find a different strategy to right. break this right. problem I have. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's food rules too. Like we have so many rules and stuff don't even like after you've done it for so many years like a lot of people are terrified of carbs right carbs are the enemy today just today I was making my lunch and I never put salad dressing on salad like I eat salad every single day pretty much for lunch (laughs) and I never put dressing on it and I was like wait Mm -hmm. like out loud I I was like is it because you're afraid of dressing like it's a rule or because you really don't want dressing on your salad right so I was like huh I need to really think about that but I think I always just put salt and pepper on my salad and and sometimes like mustard or something yeah Yeah. um but I ate my salad and I'm like no this is delicious to me I really like it so I don't think but you have to be like (laughs) mindful about those and something else I think too is you had to break certain habits or addictions before you learn balance, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why like right. people with major sugar addictions, I'm like, okay, like this isn't a situation where you can have a piece and you're good. Like right. you will, you know, mm-hmm. you will take an inch, go a mile. Right. And it'll make it worse. So we had to completely take this out yeah. until you are over that addiction. You can look at sugar and be like, mm. like you can pass by right. Wafer's bakery it. cookies and be like, Oh, I have no emotion towards right. this anymore. Right, and yeah. then when you get to that point and you really conquer that mm-hmm. have the freaking cookie yeah. and I guarantee you you only need a couple bites before you give it to your toddler or yeah. your husband you're mm-hmm. like oh I feel satisfied mm-hmm. like I had some I don't feel the need to eat something that has uh, you know no nutrients in it and right. like when I eat too much sugar oh. I know I'm more likely to feel depressed or <laughs> angry yeah, angry. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. or it's just not it's just not good and so. realizing t- again it goes really back to like why is the addiction like it's beyond that you love sugar oh it's there's a root that here. i loved drinking it's beyond weed or <laughs> any of the other drugs you know like that's the thing like even with people with giving up sugar then they'll give up sugar but then they'll go ham on car you know whatever it is chips and i mean you know what i'm saying so like learning to allow yourself to go deeper. I just started therapy last week and I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to like break this. And when you were talking about your dad, how your dad made you to be so like mentally strong, like when you're mentally strong, you have to hold, like for me, that was a lot of my social media presence is everyone's like, you're so strong. You're so strong. And I and am strong, to that. but yeah, then it's like, and I am very raw and real also, but for me, that was the biggest part I was like oh my gosh I have these walls I'm so strong I'm so but what am I hiding from mm-hmm. what don't I want to uncover or you know right. whatever so um no um that's something I definitely teach with like clients too is if they struggle with like emotional eating behaviors I'm like okay what is the root of this mm-hmm. like are you depressed and you're yeah. using food to fix this are generally you speaking it's not about food yeah mm-hmm. it's not it's not sadly because it seems like food would be a lot easier to fix <laughs> right. than oh, yeah. deep-rooted issues oh, right for sure and so that's i'm like you know i know this might be said easier than done but if you're in that situation where one you know you're not hungry because you just ate but two you're staring at the cupcakes because Freddie, your cousin mm-hmm. brought them in, yeah. or husband, <laughs> um, and you're staring at them and you're contemplating about having one. Again, if you're not hungry, why do you need it? If you yeah. want a bite, fine, have a bite. But if you know you're the type to compulsively go just crazy with it, mm-hmm. I mean, go on a walk, call a friend, get a hug, 
write in a journal, mm-hmm. go do, go in your prayer closet and pray it out. I remember I used to know God when I was struggling and I would literally um, just pray over that addiction or my food fears or, you know, that feeling of going to restaurants and you want to get this, but get this instead because yep. you want to get fat, but yep. really you want this and you leave all pissed yep. off because you really just wanted the tortilla salad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like just pray over yourself not to like just have food freedom like mm-hmm. that's have fun with it but you got to learn certain things before you get there and yeah. it all starts with awareness yeah we went to dinner the other night and it to an italian place and my husband's like what are you gonna eat i'm like i don't know i'm kind of thinking pizza and he's mm. like seriously and i'm like yeah it sounds so good and i was a little scared because normally if i eat pizza i eat all the pizza mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and we ordered like a salad and then you know just like a starter salad or whatever and then pizza and he uh, it was either medium or extra large and I'm like well we'll get the extra large because we'll just take it home to the kids right and so they set this giant pizza there (laughs) and I ate two pieces and I was perfectly content and fine and I didn't want any more like it wasn't like I was having to have all sorts of crazy willpower and not allow myself to have it when I really wanted it it was that no I was just content I knew if I was gonna if I went home and I was hungry I could eat again Mm -hmm. if I you know if I whatever (laughs) if I it's just like you we we make all these rules for ourselves and then you I don't know we're all inclined to break the rules right like Mm -hmm. it's like like oh I can't I can't I can't I can't can't. I'm gonna now I'm gonna I gotta just do it if I'm gonna do it and so it's that all or nothing black and white yeah um that kind of gets us in trouble absolutely okay so I've kept you for a long time but so it's the end of the year a lot of us are contemplating our goals for next year and a lot of us are getting a gym membership and you know doing the whole thing what do you I don't know. Do you have any tips or tricks or, you know, Hmm. guidance for people? Don't be extreme. Mm -hmm. If you don't go to the gym, do you really need to plan to go six times a week? When realistically, you might make it two times a week. I'm not being negative. I'm just being realistic here. Coming from a gym owner, you guys, this is is the gym you want to go to. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, I mean, if I'm a hyper gym. I I just love our gym. (laughs) I I probably shouldn't. We need to come visit. No, you should. No, they're your gym. The classes are just so... I don't know. They just make me so. I don't know. What's yeah. Word. What like, do you we, have? Tell us have, all the things. So we we don't do um, like one to one memberships like Lifetime. Mm-hmm. We do group training classes, wow. and I just think they're just so different from everyone else's like orange theory is great and i'm not knocking on them but i think they are more cardio based and it makes you you like <laughs> i just like building muscle, muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. i like yeah. strong glutes shoulders yeah. um you know and if you like their conditioning workouts i say that's a great choice and you know you're moving your body yeah you yeah. can't really go wrong there. yeah um our classes my husband makes the training program and i remember for the longest time i was just kind of overtraining especially yeah. last year and I just started going to the gym and just was not into it for the longest time mm-hmm. had but I was still go I just did not like fitness anymore yeah we started our gym when I left burnout. Body. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just burnout after years mm-hmm. and just no excitement or passion towards fitness it's such a crappy place to be mm-hmm. um we started our gym of all the athletics and I just remember I joined in one of the group classes one day and I teach the classes too. Right. And I joined in one of the classes was like, oh, this is freaking awesome. Like, yeah. what is <laughs> why is this so good? I mean, I've done my husband's programs before, but just doing it in a group, in a group. the yeah. music's bumping, yeah. you're building muscle. Some of it's a little bit conditioning based, so you are getting your heart rate up. But I mean, 
there's just something we say, said there's just something really special about the programming and the people there and the environment and it makes it I found my passion for fitness again just yeah. plain and simple and I think that's why we have such high retention with our members because they love our classes they mm-hmm. are like die hard to them yeah and they're, they're really fun yeah you know with everybody so but back to like the goals I think um you know set realistic goals right. of how often you think you're going to go to the gym mm-hmm have a plan of what you're going to do mm-hmm. you don't need to work out for two hours right 30 minutes hit workout is plenty. i love 30 minute workouts yeah. that's <laughs> why you're not i mean you're never gonna sustain working out if you, especially if you're coming from not working out mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. gonna go hard and heavy january 1st i mean you're gonna be like yeah. everybody else that just quits yeah. by you know halfway through the month or whatever yeah. it is i think you just have to have a vision number one if you don't have that vision like why you want to do this, what's keeping you stuck, and who you want to become as a result of it. Mm-hmm. You have to have that vision. It needs to be cemented, and you need to see it the second you wake up, middle of the day. Like, you need to be obsessed with it, and yeah. it needs to be really powerful. Like, mm-hmm. how will reaching this goal really change and shape your life? Mm-hmm. Are you going to meet the man of your dreams? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be more confident with your career and ask for a raise? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have diabetes? Ask for the raise. Yeah, literally <laughs> ask for it. <laughs> Go for it. Um, so have that vision, have a plan, set realistic goals. Um, and then what would be my next one? Just mindful eating. Yeah, right? mindful eating. Absolutely. Food, I would say enough. if you want to feel fuller for longer, high protein, have more fats. I love carbs. I just I now mm-hmm. prefer a low carb diet because I did it for so many years. And now I'm just like, mm, I like it. Right. But if I want rice, I'm going to have freaking rice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Um but just, you know, again, vision, plan, set realistic expectations. And if you know, if you know you do this every single year mm-hmm. and you fail yourself, mm-hmm. yeah, you might need to hire a trainer, join a group class. I was going to say all of us <laughs> for sure coach. would say, yeah, get a <laughs> therapy, life coach, fix your gut, group training. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then also don't beat yourself up if you miss yeah. a day. Don't beat yourself up if you did binge a little bit right. all that matters is what you're going to do the next moment right. the next day to get back to your goals because mm-hmm. the goals only stop when you do right well it's back yeah. to the black and white well i messed yeah, that up all or nothing mentality or <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. like just stop it's stupid right. you're okay right. everyone messes up just keep moving forward right. if there's something you don't like figure out why you don't like it and yeah. then tweak it and then make it your own mm-hmm. and make sure you love it like i feel like that's the thing too like kristen came to lifetime she didn't love it so she went back you know what i mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i think it's I be I when you were saying since a very young age too of being aware I'm super aware AJ very aware you know like know that you love something or else don't do it like be okay with that right. like walking in somewhere if you don't have that vibe of like oh my gosh this makes me excited maybe a little nervous you know if you walk in and you're like oh I don't know about this then yeah don't yeah. go to right. the next place mm-hmm. or it's you know? just like we were uh, last year at this time we were talking about the same thing and it's like if you hate running don't run right do something else there's guess what still so not running many things you can do right? <laughs> there's have so to. many things that you can do but yeah okay well thank you so much okay your what is your Instagram handle it's Christine underscore fitness okay so she needs followers, people. <laughs> Send them over. Actually, um, I am losing followers right now. But the good news me too. is I wondered. my female followers are going up and good. the male followers are going down. That is great so, news. Awesome. That's great And news. it was the first time where I was like, mm, I don't really care. Because I know what my message yeah, is. Right. And I know who I'm impacting. Right. And I want to impact women. Yeah. Guys, go away. Yeah, and me right. too. I actually right. get really mad when I men know, comment pe- on my stuff. Yeah. People ask me all the time, like, oh, I'm sure that you get all of these DMs. And I'm like, 
no, I don't because my audience is a woman. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like right. I actually don't. I mean, a couple of weird, oh, he, random, random here and there. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. That was a lot of yeah. vulnerable information, but I love just the theme of God showing up or you crying out to him mm-hmm. each time that you felt like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore on my own. And that's where, that's where the magic get, happens. The magic God happens. Meets you. It, it's all mm-hmm. right. He meets you where you are. He is always willing to help you get back into his will for your life. Right. Like you never have strayed too far. Yeah. Um, He's like, oh, you're back. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting for I've you. Been waiting. I've been waiting this whole time. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, Yay. thank you so very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Coming. Thanks for having me on. We'll have to have you on again. And I'm for sure we're going to come. We'll to come. Yeah, yeah, let's go to a class. Okay. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. If you found value or were simply entertained, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, be sure to follow us on Activate Pod on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for your support. Today is the perfect day to activate your life. We love y'all.